Welcome to Series 3 of the Conformance Cast with EQMS expert Tim Aiken. The Conformance Cast is produced by A2LA Workplace Training. For more helpful resources on standards and conformance, visit a2lawpt.org. Welcome back to the Conformance Cast. We are here once again with Tim Aiken of Qualtrics talking about QMS systems. Thanks, uh, thanks again for joining us, Tim. Yeah, hey Evan, glad to be here. It's been a lot of fun. That's good. <laughs> uh, I don't think that most people would say talking about QMS systems is fun, but I mean, I think we know from your personal history that uh, you genuinely are pretty passionate about this topic. So. Yeah, it was funny. I was listening to uh, a podcast, the the last series you did um, on the most common uh, findings from uh, assessments. Mm. And that was actually, guess, this will have been two series ago now, oh, okay. but we're recording a little bit in advance. So yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So I, I was listening to it and your guest at that time mentioned that it takes a certain type of person to uh, enjoy uh, quality stuff. And I think, I think you're exactly right. You either like it or you absolutely hate it and you go the other way. So yeah, it's been fun for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit like that also. I think everyone, like, like Rob said, everyone working in this industry definitely has to have a little bit, a little bit of that. I do our communication. So my, uh, expertise is a little bit different, but I, boy, I still love data. I still love to look at yeah. analytics. I still love to make projections and stuff, fun stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway, back to the the topic at hand. I know that there are a lot of people who either still have an entirely paper system or still have a hybrid system where some of their information is digital, some of their information is still on paper. How do you feel about these hybrid systems? Do you think that they're doomed to fail? Do you think that they're a temporary measure? What's the deal with that? Yeah, I, that's that's an awesome question. And, you know, for the record now, I, I don't think they're doomed to fail. And, you know, you see it like with the very first lab that I ever worked for, right? They were uh, 17025 accredited for uh, a very long time, um, had a, a combination of, you know, electronic limb system. They had Qualtrics, but they also had a whole lot of paper info. Um, so we see all types of variations here with the systems that people have. And I think the most important thing is just to know what works best for you as a quality manager, your organization, and your QMS. So we've always got to keep that that end goal in mind, right? We're always worried mostly about that uh, that compliance at the end, demonstrating compliance to that standard that we're going after. So Obviously, there are going to be some advantages, right? It's uh, sometimes it's just not possible to fully digitize what you're doing. Um, maybe you're working across a lot of systems and instrumentation, and there isn't just a great singular place for that. The bottom line here is that you don't want to add more complexity to your system and more sources of error to what you're doing. So if it's easier for you to start this transition in pieces, right? Just choosing document control, for instance, then, you know, take that low hanging fruit, start there, work with what you can get immediate return on for improvement, and then start trying to figure out those other questions, right? What else can I be doing to 
gradually improve uh, this quality system over time. You know, one of the other main reasons you might be having trouble here is buy-in, right? Maybe this is just too much change for your organization at once. Um, I know that's that's a very real thing. You've got you know years and years of quality information that you're working with, and you just want to kind of slowly transition things so you're not overwhelming your staff. That can absolutely be an issue too. Um, so again, if we go all the way back to you know the previous episodes, we want to make sure that we're getting buy-in from the people that we need to be using this system, and our system's only going to be good if they use it. So work you know, with realistic goals, realistic ideas for what you can do, and then uh, gradually and over time improve that. Now, of course, having your quality system spread off, it does come with some disadvantages, right? It can cause some confusion. You've got multiple systems, you've got multiple areas for records. Um, that can lead to a, a misunderstanding of where we perform certain tasks or keep those records. So, you know, to kind of offset this, you're going to want to be explicitly clear about where things uh, need to occur and where those records go. Um, those hybrid systems can result in duplication of records in some instances, and duplication is super risky. Um, you know, any accrediting body will tell you that anytime you're duplicating things, that's, that can be a source of error. Try to eliminate those. Um, so just, just make sure you're very clear during either the transition or for the long term, what uh, you know, where everything's going to happen within your QMS. Now, in general recommendations, of course, I'm I'm always going to be one to say fully embrace it either way, right? If you're, if you just love your paper and you are super successful at it and you do a great job and you're always accredited, you know, great, stay with what works. Um, if you are wanting to go the eQMS direction, you know, jump all in and get on board and do it, right? Change is change. And if you can, uh, you know, start and get people on that bandwagon and get them uh, bought into that philosophy and rip that bandaid off. Uh, you can just jump in and, and get it going pretty quick. So, you know, my recommendation, jump in, do it, embrace it and, and have some fun with it. Uh, as, as a full side note here, uh, Qualtrics, the company, uh, we have these, uh, we, we refer to them as, um, oh, and I can't believe I'm, I'm, messing up the words, core values is what we call them. <laughs> uh, we have these core values where we, our business believes in these things. And one of them is to challenge the status quo. Um, so regardless of what's going on, we are always challenging whatever the status quo is. And I, I love that, right? It doesn't mean that we're changing it. It just means that we're going to take a look at whatever is out there and whether or not it can be improved or if it's stagnant, right? So just challenging what we're doing and if there's a better way is is super great. Um, so if it, you know, if we challenge it, it holds up to whatever series of tests we gave it or checks that we did, then awesome. And your hybrid system may hold up to that, right? So if if you test it, you do an internal audit or an external assessment and it holds up and it's robust and it works and there's no better way, keep what you're doing, right? That end goal is compliance and you've you've gotten there. So uh, just be sure you know what you're doing when when you set it up. All right, so I'm bought in. Let's say I am. I've I own a lab. I have decided to go all digital, and I'm very intimidated by this process, but I'm going to do it. Uh, can you share some tips from your experience with this process 
about what people can do when they're sort of preparing to make that transition to make it go a little bit more smoothly? Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is to actually set realistic goals. Yeah, I I can't tell you how many times uh, I've talked to somebody and they say, you know, I've I've just bought Qualtrics and I want it up and running in two weeks, right? And I want I want us to be fully electronic and fully transitioned in two weeks. Oh you know? boy, I feel like I can't install a ceiling fan in two weeks. So, like, oh, yeah. I know, I know. And and really, you know, it it brings up an important point because there are a lot of things that affect your ability to move that fast, right? So, one, um, you as a quality manager. You know, you're tasked with this. Look, take a take a real good look at your quality system, evaluate where you are, measure and gather information, gather your resources and figure out where exactly you want to be. Right. Until you do that and you say, okay, here's everything that I have and this is where it needs to be. Putting a time frame like that on something is just unrealistic. So gather everything, figure out what it's going to take to get all of that information in one place figure out how long it's going to take you to learn the new system that you have. And then where do you want it? And now we can set individual goals to each of those areas, right? So maybe in a month, I'm going to have all of my documents, all of my final versions ready and able to be imported into Qualtrics. And then for the next month, we're going to set up all of the parameters around it to make sure the settings work, right? So when you've got those realistic goals set up and realistic timeframes set up, now we can work within that and we can empower people to those processes and to those roles to get it done. Um, There's nothing like setting a goal that's unrealistic and not meeting it and it deflating your team, right? So that's that's definitely something you don't want to do. Don't set something that's unrealistic, deflate your team, and then Everybody's just like, well, now we're just going to go back to where we were before. Well, and then they're um, they're hostile to the new system, even when it does come about, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that nothing will kill a project faster than missing initial targets, right? Um, you know, I, I think it's also important while we're talking about this to to realize that your quality system doesn't get put on hold while you're transitioning to an electronic system, mm. right? I mean. You, you still have to test samples. You still have to, you know, approve documents and revise them and do uh, internal assessments and corrective actions. All that stuff that you do in your quality system is still going on while you are transitioning it, right? So while, you know, while it would be nice that I could just say, okay, for the next month, we're going to pause everything we do and get it transitioned. That's just not really reality. Um, so Think about how much time you can realistically put towards the target, what your team looks like, and start working with those people to do it. Um, you know, we we mentioned at the very beginning here that it takes a certain type of person to want to do this, uh, to one, want to be a quality manager, and then two, get excited about improving quality stuff. Um, if you If you have people like that in your organization, bring them onto this team, right? Get people who are excited on this team to help you transition. Um, nothing will get work done quicker than people who want to be in there and want to improve stuff. Um, it may not be the normal people you go to, right? I was a lowly chemist who <laughs> happened to have experience at a lab using Qualtrics, right? I was the only person at our brand new lab that had used Qualtrics and we had this system. So they're like, okay, he knows it. 
he, you know, I, I generally love change. We've talked about that. So they're like, you know, go do this, go. And, and I just picked it up, ran with it. And it opened up all of these other possibilities for me. Right. And I'm sure whoever's listening to this has people in their organization who are like that, who maybe, you know, want to take on extra side work just for fun or love the quality system and want to learn more about it. Um, find those people and, and empower them to get on here and use it and, you know, getting people on board with it. Not to compare my situation to your situation, but uh, just in in my department, we've had situations where uh, we've brought on new tools. We have a, a relatively new project management uh, tool and I was really stoked about it. So I was kind of uh, I was basically tasked with getting everybody else excited about it. So, uh, yeah, there, I fully agree with you. There's there are people you got to find them. There's people who are stoked to do exactly that, no matter how boring you may find it. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you've got like, you know, I mentioned it in an earlier episode as well. If you've got a person who is a detractor, who is very openly against what you're doing, you know, maybe bring them in too, right? Let them see the inner workings, let them see what's happening and how it's all basically staying the same. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, engaging those people can really have a profound impact on how it affects everybody else. Cause if you can get a, a detractor on board or get somebody who, you know, is, is just so set in their ways that they don't even want to change. If you can get them on board just with a simple, you know, in, invitation to a meeting or um, giving them a small little project to work on, and they see value out of that, then your whole project is off to a better start. All right. We've talked a lot about digital enthusiasm, uh, but I want to save for the next episode uh, some interesting stuff about what might cause digital hesitancy. I've got an interesting anecdote from Michelle that I want to talk to you about. So we'll do that next episode. Thanks again, Tim. And thank you all listening for listening to the Conformance Cast. Thank you for listening to the Conformance Cast. Please remember to subscribe. And if you're enjoying our content, consider leaving a rating or review. Visit a2lawpt.org for more information on conformance, metrology, and how you can implement a conformant quality management system.